Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 159. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm done. <laughs> uh, I love the awkward silence of that. But uh, I, I want to bring this up because on July 25th, me and Andy started uh, this podcast four years ago. Um, so this podcast has been going for four years now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of the the show's birthday. So happy birthday to Big Trouble Little Podcast. Uh, four years old. It's on the YouTube channel. If you look up the Dunkirk one, um, it's around uh, end of July is when we aired it. Um, How old is this in podcast years? Uh, 40. <laughs> like, that, that makes sense. <laughs> What you, what's the fourth anniversary? Hang on. It's fruit and flowers. So we'll be accepting fruit and flowers to our P.O. Box. Yes, P.O. Box, uh, Big Trouble Little Boulevard. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but anyway, we're going to be uh, f- finishing up our little Bond uh, trio of the movies, and we're going to rank it at the end. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Casino Royale in 1967 before we get into that. Uh, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? We're going to start off with Andy. Well, you're wasting your time, because it's the same as it always is. I played a fuckload of Forza, and I watched a fuckload of the Grand Tour. <laughs> <laughs> I finished uh, Season 3, and then I went back, and I never did... I got to, like, Episode 4 in Season 1, so I watched all of that. I watched all the specials, and I'm up to, like, Episode 4 of Season 2 or something. So I'm going to run out of the show real quick, and they're not making it anymore but they are they're like it's not a season anymore now they just make hour and a half specials when they feel like it they were gonna make a bunch more but then COVID happened Uh, can you find classic top gear huh can you find classic top gear well yeah yeah it's on amazon prime too in fact i bet you haven't watched all that (laughs) no i haven't i uh i find the really old seasons of top gear a little hard to get into because All, all all the information isn't up to date. Like, they're like, oh, this car is the fastest in the world. I'm like, that car hasn't been the fastest in the world for 20 fucking years. You know, and it's just... And back well, then... It they was. Were, yeah, it was. <laughs> but And back then, they were a lot more focused on, like, consumer reports. And the show was that until the end. But they started mixing in, like, you know, will this car beat a helicopter? Like, stupid shit. And it's, like, entertaining, but it's intermixed with... Well, this car has a V8 with the uh, two turbochargers, and so you know it's it. They do both. It's like if I want to learn about cars, I can just go to MotorTrend.com and look up information on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's the later seasons that I love. But like, uh, I used to have access to BBC America when Top Gear came on. I know I you know I watched it. I still watch the old episodes, but I'm not going to go back and like meticulously make sure I've seen every episode or anything. I see. Cool. Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I, I, one one quick thing. To, to Not only the two things I've been doing car-related, but it's fun to uh, watch an episode and they talk about a specific car and then go into Forza and see it and buy it and then drive it in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I guess I'll go quick and we'll end it off with Zach because uh, usually mines are just boring as well. Played MLB The Show, played for uh, an hour and a half worth with Andy. Uh, what did we play on Saturday? Friday. Or Friday, Saturday, we played a couple of races. 
that game, you get lost in that game just driving around. Big man. You just go from race to race and everything. Uh, and, and it's crazy when it comes to that. Probably uh, Forza 5 is going to be even bigger still. Yeah. So, Did you see the map? Did we talk about that last week? I was talking no. to someone about it. I, the map they revealed for Forza 5, like all the others so far have been you know, a big square that's representative of where you are, Colorado, Australia, Britain, whatever. Um, the map for Forza 5 is just shaped like Mexico. It's just huge, and it's shaped exactly like Mexico. So wherever you are on the map is indicative of what Mexico is like in real life in that area, like the Amazon up to like Baja, California, which I thought was really neat. That's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty much playing fours before until five comes out, which that's in a couple of months. I think it's November, right? Or, or October. Like November 8th, I want to say. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty close. It's around the corner at this time. By the way, the, the at the end of this year, the games are going to be fucking stacked. I mean, there's going to be uh, Halo Infinite, even though they didn't re- do a release uh, date yet. But they uh, Phil Spencer said it is coming out in 2021. So that's a game that's coming out. You have Horizon 5. Uh, then you also have uh, Death Split or something like the the Bethesda game. Death Loop. Yeah, Death Loop. That's coming out. Just a, there's a lot. There's also indie games coming out as well. So there's just Pokemon remakes. People think that's a big deal. Yeah. So there's a lot of shit happening. So it's 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 every November, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, I feel less excited for this coming Christmas than I did the last couple. So so far, I think it's just because since since I just got that Series X, I'm looking backwards now. Oh, what are all the Xbox One games I missed that I need to get? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, well, you got Halo Infinite coming out as well, so uh, it's free to play for multiplayer, so you don't have to spend a dime. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, if it's free, I'll, I'll definitely try it. Yeah, I, I used Halo used to be everything, my bread and butter. And then you know things change, but mm-hmm. hopefully, just to try it. Hopefully, it bring the magic. Uh, quick news, a little bit. I guess I got one little piece of news since we're on Halo. Uh, they're doing the beta this weekend, and I'm eagerly waiting for my beta code. If so, if you sign up for HaloWaypoint.com and opt yourself in into their flight program, um, they will send you, uh, they'll possibly send you a beta. I should put that keyword possibly because not everybody's going to make the closed beta. Uh, it's not like that bullshit. If you pre-ordered a game, you get into the closed beta. They don't put money attached to it. Um, but I, I watched a couple of movies. I watched the Stanford, uh, project um the one with the guards and the, the the prison uh where they did a study a professor did a study of students uh where they create like a prison where some of the students were the guards and some were the uh the prisoners prisoners and guards and shit got out of control where the to the point where the guards were like belittling them uh it's an interesting movie it's based on a true story um, I also watched Killing Me Softly, um, which is like a weird thriller of a movie where it is like <laughs> this woman is like, I'm in a great relationship, but I'm just going to go cheat on my boyfriend. Uh, but then I find out that the person that I cheated on might have killed a lot of people. So it kind of has like a serial kill, uh, but there's like a twist at the end <laughs> where it's like, what the fuck? 
I, I won't even do the twist because it was actually, it was a good movie. It, I I was like, what the fuck is this? And I just kept on watching it. Uh, and it was interesting. Um, I watched Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which hopefully we'll get to talk about soon. Uh, I it's, it's good. It's good so far. I got three more episodes. Uh, so they're 25 minutes each. And like I said, I played MLB Forza. I am going to be playing Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator, which came out on Game Pass. Oh, uh, yeah. Today. So I like watching people play that. Like, it's just entertaining. Yeah, I want I want to get a flight stick because they're they're coming out with a Top Gun fucking DLC for it. So <laughs> I can't wait to play as Maverick. But um, yeah, that's all I've been doing. Zach, what about you? Uh, I got Forza Horizon Four and played it after a very lengthy uh, update installation process. Yeah, that's the truth. <clears throat> and um, blah, 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 blah. I've still been playing Persona Five Royale and. Uh, slamming my way through that um i'm in october now um what else have i done um i haven't really done anything else uh, of note uh i haven't really started any books any comic books or anything yet um haven't really watched any other movies or anything how far are you into forza um, I'm in the spring now, uh, first time through. Okay. Uh, and I'm think I'm like level 17 or 18. Yeah, you, you should, when you hit 20, it'll cycle again, the seasons, and you'll be in whatever season everyone else is. It just, oh. They just cycle you through one full year, and then you've hit level 20. And then right now it is spring for everyone, but come... Thursday, the season will change to summer. I think it's every Thursday, if I recall properly. It's like Thursday at like six in the morning or something. Yeah, they, so they change seasons every week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, a month is a year in Forza. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it for me. All right. Let's get into this fucking movie. Um,. Andy, you're the James Bond expert. Tell us about this. Not here. This wasn't my fucking idea. <laughs> I know it was my idea. I didn't want to watch this shit. You I should have wanted to watch this shit. No. Here's what I'm. Gonna, <laughs> no. Here's what I'm going to say about it. I'm going to get the negatives out of the way. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Story, pacing, <laughs> the script, the direction, the mm. soundtrack, um, most of the acting, uh, we set talked dressing, about the framing. Soundtrack. Is critically acclaimed. Uh, a lot of the sets. Uh, the soundtrack the sa- is critically acclaimed. Um, her was it Herb Albert or no? It was it, Burt Backrack won uh, Grammy for this. Yeah, movie. but Herb Albert and T. Y. Brass did the, the main song. Yeah, I love that. I love that song. I have to. I have to admit, I love that song too. I, I'm an admitted <laughs> fan of Herb Albert and the T. Y. Brass. I, I have a bunch of their vinyl sitting behind me. Um, the cast. I mean, you can't really say anything bad about the cast i will say something bad about the cast um fucking peter sellers woody allen orson wells ursula andrus um uh i can't remember his name the other guy the guy who played the the card the background player um all fantastic actors not one of them giving their best performance in this movie oh no they well, well i meant the cast just the idea of, you know 
on paper just seeing those names. No, yeah, for sure. Like I was like, oh, fucking Orson Welles in this movie. Yeah, yes. I was surprised by that. I didn't know that. And he, he was plays one of the Lashif? highlights. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, okay. Like he's in it, and he he kind of he's he's one of my favorite parts of the movie. I, I read later that he said, "I'll do this, but you got to let me do magic during my scenes." <laughs> and they were like, "Fucking weirdo!" The chief doesn't do magic in the book. Okay, you know whatever. You're Orson Welles. You no. can do whatever the fuck you want. The chief is magic. <laughs> But this it's obviously a very pre F for fake Orson Welles. Because watching this, I was like, I this is the guy who made the movie F for fake. I can tell really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the the negatives added away. Like I, I, as us us watching the James Bond film, right, and you guys reading the books, obviously. Like, see, see, there's comedy in James Bond movies, but it's like. To a point where you're just like, all right, but it balances out. Now, if you're a Roger Moore uh, fan, I mean, that could go a little tilting towards comedy and hokey too much. But Sometimes. I mean, it's still like puns, cheekiness. It's not like straight up slapstick. But it's this whole from beginning to fucking end. This movie was just it felt like I was watching a Naked Gun movie with Naked Gun's funny. Yeah, Naked Gun is funny, but this what? Wasn't. But what this I'm trying to funny. what I'm trying Naked to say. Gun, let's watch more Naked Gun instead. I mean, <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is like this movie tried to like take something and go. We're just gonna make a comedy of it, and we're gonna have this all star uh, cast and an it, ensemble cast comedy, and like from from the late '60s, there are great movies that have started with that premise. This ain't one of them. Mm. The positives I will say about this is that you could definitely tell that the bomb movies that we do get kind of steal some things from this movie a little bit. Just certain areas, like when Orson Welles in his little fucking uh, control center, like when he's like doing that scene, like you could definitely see that in like the bomb movies where it's like over exaggerating of a villain and stuff like that stuff was taken to the other like the the good bond movies all right let's provide some context because there's a lot of i i myself misspoke on this very show about some of the context of this movie Mm -hmm. this movie uh it's based on casino royale the book which is the very first james bond novel uh james bond got kind of popular and the rights to it were sold to some guy whose name i forget and then the other the rights to most of the other books ended up being sold one by one and eventually uh, just all together to Eon Productions, uh, Albert Broccoli and the other guy whose name I never remember because it's not as funny as Broccoli. Harry Salzman. Harry Salzman, <laughs> that's it. Broccoli and Salzman. And uh, they wanted this one and they almost bought it from the guy, but didn't. they didn't quite get it. The guy who had it initially died before he could make a movie out of it. And then the guy who made this movie bought it off that guy's wife. He started working on it before Dr. No... It went through a bunch of script revisions. A bunch of people had their their hands on it, including like some really good script writers. Some people who worked on a lot of stuff. That uh, the, the guy who worked on the script for Easy Writer worked on this at some point. Um, they didn't quite get it off the ground. They started talking to a bunch of actors and stuff, and it was like kind of getting worked on in the background. Meanwhile, Doctor No comes out from Russia with Love comes out. 
Goldfinger comes out. Uh, Thunderball. Thunderball is the Thunderball comes out, and this movie came out two months before. Um, you only live twice. You only live twice came out two two months prior. They in some places they were in theaters at the same time. So this movie is making fun of the Bond movies that came before it, but the Bond movies that came after it do indeed like kind of turn up the 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 zany villainous mm. of it. The, I mean, if you want to talk about the crazy control room really first showing up i guess it was in you only live twice uh if you think about it's um, kind of in goldfinger too i would is, argue yeah goldfinger and all his fucking electronics and shit and all his yeah. gadgets yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so and um I, I do like one of the few times like i don't want to say like i got laughed or anything that didn't happen at all but it got a, like a smile or a chuckle out of me is they go to the retired James Bond, the the greatest spy there ever was, who lives with a bunch of lions for some reason. They never really like <laughs> explain that, but whatever. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, this guy that you gave my namesake to, the the one who's 007, He's got all his fancy gadgets, and he's leaving a string of dead women behind him." <laughs> that made me laugh. Know. That's funny. He's a sex fiend or something. <laughs> yeah. And the, the the James Bond in this movie, his premise is that he's he's mostly celibate. Like, yeah, he, he had a, he had a daughter who's estranged to with with Matahari, the famous World War One spy. That would make this guy ancient, though. What the fuck? Like that didn't make any sense to me. That's no. I, they, I they were like, "Who's a famous me. spy? Who's a woman?" Oh, Matahari, she was famously beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. There was a there was a lot of sex in this movie, like to, uh, sex. There's a lot of sex and a lot of attempted sex in this movie. Yeah, it was, it was the '60s in Britain. Yes. Because <laughs> so, I want to say the first scene, um, M and the head of CIA, the head of KGB, and the head of the French spy agency. I don't know the name of it. They'll go see him, and for a second, I was like, "Oh man, this movie might be pretty interesting," because it's kind of an interesting premise. Smirsh, Death the Spies, they're hunting down agents all over the world from all the agencies and like getting them out of the way or making them go missing or whatever. Kind of interesting. And then basically right after that, the movie just falls off a cliff. Yep. Because M, I guess, dies in that scene. Even though it didn't look like he it did. did. It blows his uh, toupee off and that's all you see. Like he's standing shoulder to shoulder with the other characters and they don't die, but whatever. <laughs> and then he has to go to M's house and in deliver the ashes in Scotland. Yeah, it, and like, that whole part is so boring. It's awful. Like, what the fuck? Like, I feel, I think some of the humor is lost because it's like fucking old British humor. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think, I think maybe this movie's time came and went in the late sixties. And like, I don't, I don't know, but like. I was I was getting kind of offended for for Scottish people a little bit. <laughs> I, was like, what the, I was like, "What the fuck is this? Like, is this like how we treat like the South in America?" I feel like it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, one scene that actually made me burst out laughing was near the end when they're you know all sh- shit hits the fan and they're all like fighting in the mansion, and this guy comes up to the bar and he's like, "I've made a grave mistake." I've shot the gun that shoots backwards. And then he falls. He falls. What was that? <laughs> it's like a non-sequitur. Icon skit or something. 
It's just so like uh, there was a couple times where I did laugh in this movie for real. That wasn't one of them, but I was like, it was just like, what the fuck? That's what it elicited from me. <laughs> all the laughs they got from me were like, what the fuck moments. They were all like, this is funny the same way Monty Python is or something no, like that. When Woody Allen first showed up, I did laugh at him. <laughs> because in that first scene, when he's, when he's in the Caribbean or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, when he's in like a Banana Republic or something. And he like, jumps over the... the that's funny. That's funny. He's being game. all nervous and shit. He's like, can I, can I get my last cigarette? And he's like, eh, eh. and he, he lights a cigarette and he's like being all nervous. And he goes, eh, and it explodes. <laughs> it's away somehow. Well, yeah, he's a good actor. He's a funny guy. Well, yeah, it's like, oh, there it is. There, there's some actual humor a little bit. <laughs> well, what's funny is he goes over the wall and then he like lands on a leg and he finds out another guy's getting executed <laughs> and he has to run away. <laughs> Barely gets away. He's, uh, he's he's Jimmy Bond. Jimmy Bond. He was he was a disappointment, says James Bond. Says the original James Bond. This movie does that idiotic premise where they're like, "Oh, we'll name all of our agents James Bond, so that Smurfs will be confused." No, you're just going to confuse the villain or the viewers. That's all. Just give characters their own names. Why? I mean, I knew who was James Bond the whole time. It was fucking David Niven. David Niven. He was he was but, James Bond. Everybody else was like bullshit. That uh, the credits the credits say everyone is 007, and well, just drop this. Get rid of this. This is stupid. Yeah, especially with the women. It's like I mean, everybody knows who the fuck James Bond is. The detainer and uh, whatever Ursula Andress's character she's, was. I mean, Which, how weird called... is that? How weird is it that Ursula Andress is in this movie? And she's Vesper Lind. Yeah. The millionaire spy. I'm like, that's not what that character was, but whatever. Right, <laughs> that's incorrect. Um, that guy Terrence Cooper that they had for like a second, and then he just fucks off for the rest of the movie up until like the very end. Uh, I was like, you know what? That guy looks like he would make a good James Bond. And apparently, uh, that dude uh, Charles Feldman, who got the script or the rights to make a Casino Royale movie from the widow or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, he had him pegged to be James Bond and it was his plan to be like this is this will be James Bond back when he still wanted to make a serious James Bond movie mm. somehow it morphed into this weird spoof <coughs> they missed the boat yeah Young productions beating him to the punch four times over and they it, that guy tried to work with Broccoli and, and Salzman they didn't, they all fought and they butted heads they argued and, about and, who was going to make the most money right yeah and um God damn it, like this movie has like five different fucking directors. Uh, and you can tell, and they actually broke down who directed like for what amount of time, too. You can tell some of the splits, too. Like when um, uh, Bond's the strange daughter, Monahari, the, the, the chick, she goes to that. <laughs> she school? goes to a, a German expressionist spy exactly. school. It's every- like I was like, what the fuck is this? The cabinet of Doctor Calgary? What is going on? It's weird as fuck. And then, like, you see that, and all the cameras are in like Dutch angles, and like it gets like really crazy for I don't know, fifteen to twenty minutes, and then it goes back. It's just a regular movie again. So weird. It's very bizarre. I almost got like a Suspiria vibe for a little bit. (laughs) I kind of did too. (laughs) What was with the weird uh, child in the bathtub with Bond? And and she and he and he's like, how fo- what form are you in or something like that? And I was like, this is weird. Well, that was uh, I, that was, was Scotland, right? 
Yeah, it was in Scotland where they were making fun of like British rednecks, pretty much. Uh, but like, well, they were all supposed to be like seducing him because they were replaced by agents of Smirsh, which the only reason I know that is because I read the synopsis on Wikipedia. Yeah, like I got real confused about what the fuck was going on there. Like, and I was watching the movie very intently. I'm like, what the hell is this? What's and then like the the older spy lady was like, she I guess she got seduced by sir james bond's charm she fell in love with him and warned him about the truck they have that launches pigeon missiles <laughs> yeah launches deadly heat-seeking quail and there was a ufo in this fucking movie yeah there was yeah <laughs> there was there were several parts where i'm like this is like weird fucking drug trip shit like there's a sequence where James Bond is captured and tied to a bottomless chair. Peter Sellers. And then he escapes and goes into a white void filled with dry ice smoke and a Scottish marching band. And then Vesper Lynn kills all of them and also him. But, so, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, wait a minute. It's like, was that a hallucination or did that really happen? Because yeah, like at first it seems legit, and then it's like, oh, this is like a dream sequence, or like he's doing something to his brain because the mission it does that weird like fucking infinite beyond Jupiter two thousand one bullshit all over the screen, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, he's like affecting his brain or something, and then he just dies and isn't in the movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was another aborted idea for this film was like uh yeah the actor left peter, well. peter sellers yeah well, apparently peter sellers had problems with fucking orson wells and um apparently a lot of people did yeah uh, he's a big personality i had a big guy he's a big guy big guy you, you have to you have to be a big guy to have that much personality for your body to hold it yeah that's true <laughs> that is true um I'll just say it. Orson Welles is probably my favorite part of this movie. Same. And I'm not saying he's great, but man, he's he's just always such a pleasure to watch. Just chew scenery and just act up. And like you could tell, he's like, I don't fucking care about this movie. I'm Orson Welles. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. You wanna watch me do magic? I'm gonna make this cocktail waitress disappear. Watch, bam, she's gone. I'm Orson Welles. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. I love it. <laughs> he does capture the scene, though. Like, e- even though how as wild as it was, like, wow, he's better than like most of the people on this cast. Even though it's an all-star cast. Yeah, I uh, I also really like John Huston's performance as M. It's way too short-lived because he had to. He was he, he directed the first whatever thirty percent of the movie. And the guy who's supposed to play him like didn't turn up or got sick or something. He was like, "Well, I guess I'll do it. I'm a great actor. I'm John Huston. I directed Under the Volcano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great movie, by the way. <laughs> Under the Volcano. I mean, I yeah, I liked Orson Welles and I liked Woody Allen. Peter Sellers, I thought was decent. He was trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. It, it, he was it was British funny. Yeah, it's dry. He was amusing. And uh, that was what I was going to say. It was like this was another aborted story attempt where uh, friggin' Feldman talked Sellers into doing this. And he he saw it. was like, we need you to be James Bond. I guess when he decided, fuck the original idea. And he's like, I can't do that, old man. It's, it's a, the, the idea is set. Uh, I'm not Sean Connery. He's like, well, what, what if I told you you were a little man playing James Bond? 
and then he was like oh i see and then you can kind of see that in his parts of the movie where yeah. he's evelyn tremble the fucking baccarat expert or whatever the fuck who wrote writes a book about baccarat <laughs> i really wish they could have like stuck with that get rid of all this other bullshit get rid of this everything that takes place in scotland get rid of the uh maha bond chick get rid of her going to that school everything just focus on that there was something there yeah if it was just a kind of a light-hearted spoof movie where peter sellers is a guy pretending to be james bond and i don't know ursula andrus is the real fucking spy or something yeah yeah that, that, that could have worked because cool. i liked their scenes together they were fun they had some kind of weird chemistry somehow <laughs> what was with, stuff what was with the scene where like there was a bunch of women women and like <laughs> they would go up to Peter Sellers and he would just like body slam them out of nowhere. No, that was the other dude. That was, that was, oh, that was, that was Terrence Cooper, the <laughs> original guy that wanted to be Bond. It was, they, were, they were training their agents to not be seduced by Smurfs agents because they're seducing and then killing them. I mean, that's what you do when, you know, a woman makes advances on you and you refuse her. You fucking judo slam her. Judo, judo thrower. Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah. It was the old Judy chop. <laughs> I it, it it just baffled me because like they would just take a slam and they would just get back up and I'm like, what's what's happening here? <laughs> they were all wrestlers. They knew how to take that move. Mm-hmm. They sold it pretty well sometimes. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I I don't know like what else to talk about besides like it was sure a film that definitely had different stuff and things. Uh. I, what what really bothered me is like they did that UFO scene, right? That was uh, fucking out of left field in the ending of this movie. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't like it. Like I love, I fucking love the end of Blazing Saddles, and they do the same bullshit in that movie where it's just like fuck it, throw everything in. Every everyone's fighting. Everyone fights. The cowboys are fighting, but there's also everything else fighting. It doesn't matter. There's just, there's a there's a, a bunch of dancers fighting and they kind of do the same thing in this movie so you think i'd love it i don't i hate it it's everybody nice. died right because yeah and then everyone dies yeah and woody allen explodes and everyone dies woody allen goes to hell they just sent woody allen straight to hell <laughs> yeah because he's doing his little uh, uh instrument and peter zeller's like nah mm -mm, and put him down to hell but anyway that UFO scene was weird because, like, the horse, like, took a woman and then, like, yeah, went right into the UFO. And everybody's like, oh, my God, there's a UFO. Even James Bond was like, there's a UFO. I got to <laughs> I'm I'm an agent, man. Uh, I should be, like, probably contacting my government because there's a U un uh, aliens are here. And it just, like, nothing else happens. And pretty much that fight scene happens. And the mansion explodes. And I'm like, and that's it. It ends. And I looked at the TV and I said, I'm never fucking watching this movie ever again. <laughs> Only with a group of friends. Like, if there's a group of friends, I'm like, hey, you guys want to see a stupid movie? Even then. Even <laughs> I ain't doing it. They'll be like, hey, I've always wanted to see that original Christina Royale. And I'll be like, don't. And if you want to, don't fucking involve me. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. You guys have anything else to say about this movie? Uh, do not recommend. I, I know, like, it's easy to be like, oh, I want to be a James Bond completionist. Like, I, I get that mindset. I'm buying, like I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get all the books. 
I'm trying to buy up the games. I've seen every movie more than once, and I will continue, uh, you know, consuming all the James Bond media. I'm a total sucker. Like I always, uh, I always want to make fun of people who are into the Marvel universe or the DC universe or whatever. I'm that with James Bond. I'm a huge sucker, and I have been my whole life. Like I'm worse in a way, but don't bother. Don't be a completionist over this movie. All right, well, Zach, what about you? Um, I don't recommend it. It's not good, and if I'm being frank, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> Damn, that, that's not. I mean, a yeah, lie. that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, uh, it, it really is. Um, there's one worse uh, that I'll, I'll say is worse than this, but um, I there are little bits sprinkled in that I did like. There was flashes of. Oh, they they could have had something, but I don't know. Fucking insanity took hold, and um, I still can't figure out how people reacted positively to this movie back when it came out. It made a profit. It made like well, the budget was like fucking twelve million dollars, and it made forty one million. Most of that budget had to go to the actors. It re- I mean, it just had to. Well, I think it was like development hell too. Again, it had like five scripts or something. Like this movie is trying, they tried to make this movie since 1960. Yeah. they. Uh, If they'd have made it when they wanted to, it would have beat Dr. No out. mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's the thing that was most puzzling to me, though, is when I read like the critical reception back when it came out. I was like, a lot of people liked it. And then, like, after a little bit of time passed, it was like a lot of people like, no, this movie fucking sucks. Well, what happened is (laughs) a little bit of time passed. In other words, two months, and then the next actual James Bond movie came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is way better. I'm just gonna this, see this." What the fuck? It, Only lived twice. What, yeah. what a perfect movie to come out right after this fucking farce as well. Well, you, you know, probably because a lot of people, a lot of casuals are not very smart. So, like, obviously, when those movies came out, you're like, "Oh, look at look at this trailer. It's another James Bond movie. It sh- should be good, right?" Yeah. yeah well, especially back then. Happened especially there was no internet there wasn't like they wouldn't know oh it's another james bond movie i'll see it what the fuck (laughs) why is is peter sellers james bond where's sean connery damn it it. is is orson welles blow fat i hope they never do this again sean connery is the only james bond there will ever be four years later Uh, so anyway, like our gimmick, we always like to uh, rank the movies, and I think we're all going to agree here that Casino Royale is going to be number three as our final ranking. On the, uh, yeah, okay. Spoiler alert: When we do all the James Bond movies, it's going to be last again. <laughs> True. So I'm going to say mine because uh, literally, I I don't know what you guys are going to be doing uh, as far as the 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 rank, but I put. License to Kill at number two, and then The Living Daylights at number one. Andy, what about you? I've struggled with it, and I'm going to side with you on this. License to Kill is awesome, but it's a little limited in that they only really go to South America. Like, not a whole lot happens in it. And Living Daylights is like they're in the Alps, and they're fucking in Germany, and they're jet set, and he's in Britain. A lot more happens in Living Daylights to latch on to. Like, if you don't like a part of License to Kill, you're not going to like 40% of that movie. 
But if you don't like a part of Living Daylights, don't worry. The very next scene's got your back. So mm-hmm. I got I got to give it to Living Daylights. Yeah, I think the Living Daylights had a better plot. It it, it felt more structured. Yeah, it felt more structured and James Bondy compared to License to Kill. Which uh, is just Pablo Escobar versus James Bond, like 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 we discussed last episode. Yeah, it's like Scarface or Pablo Escobar or Scarface, you know, fighting James Bond, especially when, you know, Scarface just came out, I believe, when that movie came out. Um, And I'm looking. Actually, real quick. uh, Last episode, I misspoke entirely. It had come out years before. So sorry. My bad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they maybe they had got some inside stuff or something. But anyway, Zach, what about what's your uh, ranking and reviews? Uh, I put Living Daylights first, uh, give it an 8 out of 10. This is one of the stronger James Bond movies I've seen so far. It's up there. It's like top three, four, something. It's in there. It's a top something. Um, I Yeah, I thought the plot was better. Um, I thought it had the right amount of humor. I still think it's weird that everybody said there's no humor in this movie. I'm like, there's what? There's less humor. I think they were all... They were all confused because they were think, used to Roger Moore. Where yeah. did all the humor go? Uh, they dialed it back. They made it better. Okay. Timothy Dalton has different humor. He has. He, he has, has ripping clothes off a woman angrily. Humor. <laughs> he <has laughs> violent, He's hilarious. He has violent murderer man humor. <laughs> he sure as shit does. <laughs> He's an angry man. Hey, he went underneath the gate with when he was sliding with uh, what's her name, and it was That's fun. fun. Yeah. That was we fun. have nothing to declare. <laughs> Um, I like License to Kill. It was fine. It was a good one. Uh, I just don't think it was as strong as Living Daylights. Yeah. It, it just that was just an overall good movie. Um, I gave it seven point twenty five out of ten. And Casino Royale is is shit. And I gave it a two point twenty five out of ten. Woof. So it's, it's it's hard. It's a labor to watch that movie. So if you couldn't tell, there is no debate happening because we all agree with each other. As far as the ranking. Uh, so at number three for the shitty James Bond movie ever, Casino Royale, the 1967 version, uh, and then License to Kill, and then The Living Daylights. Now, I figured this would be quick. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't discuss this sidebar, uh, but we all kind of went towards th- that we were going to do this next. Tarkovsky, is that the next thing we're doing? <laughs> Like this is where you put in that bump where it's like, and now for something completely different. Yeah. So we agreed that we wanted to try his movies, right? Exactly. I think you said you wanted to try his movies. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to. Like, I didn't know that that I couldn't remember if we agreed to do that or not. I thought it was just an idea we were talking about. But yeah, sure. So, Zach, pick a movie. Not Zach. um, I'm sorry. Andy, pick a movie. Well, how many of his movies do you want to do? Three. Three. Okay. We each pick one, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. 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 Well, man, I feel I like pick, one of you. I picked Stalker. There. I uh, I just during the Criterion sale picked up. Uh, well, God damn it! I want to watch Solaris again too, though. I'll <laughs> I'll pick Solaris. Okay, then the mirror. That's okay. Me. I've I've already seen Stalker and Solaris, and we're not going to watch it, but I highly recommend. Uh, if you guys want some extracurricular activity on this one, please watch Ivan's Childhood. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm going to choose The Mirror because I just picked it up. I blind bought it during the sale. I've never seen it, but I have seen those other ones. 
Okay, so, so next week, uh, come back and we'll watch The Mirror. Um, let's watch Solaris first. It came out first. Okay, then let's watch Solaris first. Uh, Solaris came out in 72, The Mirror in 75, and Stalker in 79. All right. Remember to come uh, watch Solaris, come back, and we'll talk about it. It's uh, on um, HBO Max. It's I think it's on the Criterion channel, and you can rent it on Amazon, of course. I got HBO Max, so I'm hype about that. <laughs> uh but yeah uh let's get into some news to talk about zach has some news what is it oh boy have you guys heard about what's been going on with blizzard lately oh yeah <laughs> yeah we've encountered that <laughs> okay so like the, i mean really this shit started like last week apparently uh where i'm pretty like, sure we're not supposed to cover them anymore that's what i heard no no i'm gonna keep covering <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, uh, a bunch of like some reports came out that some people that come out and said they experienced some sexual harassment and some bad office behavior or whatever frat boy behavior frat, I heard someone say frat boy behavior um, and uh, this kind of gained a lot of traction and I think it was exacerbated more by people being frustrated by wow because uh, there's apparently they've been losing people uh, a lot, like how a snake sheds skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like they're uh, is it due to the quality of the game or because of these accusations? Quality of the game. Okay. Uh, and they're seemingly jumping ship and going to like Final Fantasy 14. A lot of people are doing. Uh, but like that's what I'm saying is like people are frustrated with Blizzard anyway because they feel like they feel like their the quality of their game is dropping. And they don't give a fuck anymore. And this comes out, and then it's just like, what the fuck, you guys? Now you're, you're assholes too. <laughs> you suck, and you're jerks. Like, yeah, fuck you, I guess. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it went. And um, then like the state of California got involved in this, and I guess they're they're involved in a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard. Excuse, um, excuse me. Yeah. Yes. Okay, you're gonna this. I don't know what, like over what. What are they doing? Uh, something about it has to do with the the accusations I'm talking about. Well, Cal- oh, really, California needs money. Yeah. So uh, what? The, what the fuck? What? Fuck the government. Fuck the state. Fuck California in particular. <laughs> they don't get I that agree. money. Uh, to me, it's just like Give a bunch that money of shitty... to the, the women who were sexually harassed. If you're gonna do anything, oh, it's California. They're fucking incompetent as hell, anyway. <laughs> the most mismanaged state in the country. Pretty much. Can't. Sorry, this this isn't this isn't the podcast for that, but they clearly are. This so to me, it's just a bunch of shitty people attacking each other. Is what it is. Hmm. <laughs> and um, I'm I mean. I'm a huge Blizzard fan for back in the day. My days of playing WoW ended a long time ago. And if I'm being honest, I I sort of figured out very slowly over time that MMOs are just not really like the genre for me. I figured it out really fast, if I'm being honest. Well, it's like the idea, like the initial idea of like, oh, World of Warcraft sounded really cool. And then I played it. And then I was like, slowly over time, I was very underwhelmed by it because it's not like what I thought it was supposed to be or what they sold, so to speak. Uh, and I would come back, you know, sporadically because my friends would still play. Yeah. They, they, um, that's always been a big draw to anything. If my friends are all playing the game, I want to play it too. 
my problem was I couldn't commit to it because it's like all oh, you raid and it's like when you raid you're like working another fucking job and that's yeah that's that's the thing I want to do in my free time is like you must be here on this day or you don't get paid yeah <laughs> yeah paid and raid points but um like this has kind of gone out of control and like now there there's like a bunch of a bunch of employees signed this statement saying like they're against Activision Blizzard's stance on it because they're pretty much trying to downplay all this and saying like no this didn't have this happened a long time ago and we uh we took like measures and steps uh, yeah internally I told I told Andy this when we were playing Forza. I said they they tweeted out like, "Yeah, we don't do that anymore. We we fixed everything." <laughs> like we, we were really bummed that you were waiting for that update because we talked about this for a while. Oh man, I would have got <laughs> in on that so hard. Yeah, <laughs> but like yeah, they took like a like oh no no this is baseless accusations and horse shit. Um, and so everybody else signed this statement. Now there's like. 2,000 some employees at the company saying they're going to stage a walkout tomorrow. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, and supposedly more. And like now they're trying to do this shit, like saying, like, we need like a third party uh, outfit to make sure that we do diversity and inclusion and make C- sure we hire CRTs. Everybody. Oh my I'm God. Like, what? I was like, what the? No, it's even more shitty people now. Yeah. <laughs> This is just like a huge shitstorm of like awful people and awful ideas. I think yeah. I keep in mind if it's happening to those women, that's shitty. Like that should never happen in a workplace. Some of those stories were fucking awful. Did you hear any of them? Yeah, where they were just like they were doing like cubicle, like like bar hopping cubicle stuff, but it's just, instead going like to women to women to pretty much. Harass them yeah. sexually. Basically, like dudes get drunk and go on cubicle crawls and fucking crawl underneath like the walls to a woman's cubicle and fucking harass her. Mm-hmm. I guess. Or, and then there was like people were passing around pictures of some some woman's snatch that somehow obtained at a fucking Christmas party and making <laughs> fun of her, and she fucking killed herself over it. Oh Whoa. shit! Damn. Yeah, that that was another one. This, I mean, this all this all come out, so I'm not fucking bombing, releasing bombshells or anything. But there's more, and it's all gross and it's awful. And they're yeah. like confused about, oh, we, we're gonna get an arbitration, and we're gonna no fucking fire all these people. Yeah, one of them left, uh, who was like a serial offender. This Alex As Farabi, whatever the fuck, hmm. uh, he left the company like two, three years ago or something. Because he probably saw this coming, that's why. Because cancel culture yeah. on on her eyes. Did he escape? Like, I I don't want to say like prosecution or whatever, but where is he now? Like, is he getting the business or what? I think he just had like another job somewhere in the gaming industry. But yeah, I think he's getting the business online, mm-hmm. and I think he's he's gone dark. And apparently, that guy had an alcohol problem, and he had a interacting with women problem. Sounds like it. <laughs> But he was, he was bad. What where I was leading this to is it's not only those assholes that were doing frat boy stuff. So uh, cancel culture is pretty much going to Blizzard employees who are not like kind of speaking up because you know if they speak up they might lose their job, or and they're also they're speaking up to Blizzard content creators. Like I don't know if you're familiar with Osmond Gold. He's a WoW streamer, uh, mm-hmm. and um. That's where I learned all this from. Yeah, so 
the, the people are harassing workers and content creators saying, hey, you, you better quit your job. You better quit your job because, you know, you're, you're working for a shitty company. Like, how how can you tell people that that, you know, just quit your job? Just, you know what? Just leave. You know, we're we're kind of on the tail end of a pandemic. You could find a better job. And, you know, not you, in that industry, not from what I understand. Yeah. Oh, that, that'd be one of the more secure, cushy gaming jobs. Yeah, yeah, if you were, if you had it, like I, I, I don't know the solution to that. Honestly, I, I get it. I see both sides of that, but it sounds like you know if you've got a if you got a petition signed by two K or two thousand, I should probably two thousand employees, <laughs> and they're you know they're saying this is bullshit. You know, it sounds like things are going in the right direction. I guess I hope. Well, you know, you know what's going to happen, right? Like, let, let's be real. What's going to happen is that everybody's going to get a paycheck. And then this is never going to be talked about again. And then the next Call of Duty that comes out, they're just going to make their money. I can't help but think I've been hearing this stuff come up more and more, though. And it's not just a blizzard. Apparently, there's a problem at a lot of other companies in the industry regarding this frat boy behavior or you know, stuff like that. Well, there, yeah. there needs to be better training and better like hey stop fucking doing this like <laughs> there shouldn't be alcohol in the office period or you should be going to work while you're intoxicated it's not even just alcohol it's just i don't want to like stereotype anyone and i don't want to put anyone into a into a box or anything but it's just like some of these people get power over other people they're put into positions of power and they're just they can't they're they're too stupid to use it in a way that you're supposed to use it you know they're I mean? shitty. They're shitty adults. They're just shitty people. Yeah, they're just absolutely shitty people, and they aren't all. Like I mean, there's clearly, I'm sure there's tons and tons and tons of people in the industry who are, you know, pretty genuinely cool guys. You know, have a beer with them, but it's just some of them, and they're they're making a bad making it bad for everyone else. And they just got to be found, and I don't know, publicly executed. I, I don't know. I don't know the solution to this. <laughs> yeah. In Minecraft, kill them in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. And I want to be clear, uh, when I was talking about the diversity inclusion thing, and I was like, oh, bad. I mean, I don't mean those ideas are bad, but the ways they get implemented are bad sometimes. Yeah, it's all it's all uh just them saying, Oh look, we did due diligence, so oh, we did it. It's it's like it's like a rich person going to rehab so they can get out of you know, they killed someone in a DUI accident. Mm. Yeah. That's it's, it's, it's bullshit. They're just using their money to get out of being in trouble. Yeah, I guess we'll see what what comes of it. Um, we'll see if that walkout is uh, good. Does Blizzard intervene somehow to make it be like if you walk out, stuff is going to happen? I don't think so. That's kind of a that's not going to be good optics for them if they if they do something shitty. Um, but I guess we'll see. Uh, is there any other news, Zach? No, um, I still want to play Diablo 4. I hope it doesn't suck. Because that's the last straw if it sucks. <laughs> but, but, but do you have a phone? I mean, it, it's not going to be for phones. That's Don't you not... have phones? Yeah. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! I love that. I'm, that's one of my favorite moments. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll bring something up really quickly. Uh, so there's rumors going around. Well, it's pretty much set into stone uh, is that Daniel Bryan's coming to AEW because he wants to work in New Japan uh, and other, 
you know, wrestling places besides being like chained to WWE. So he didn't re- renew with WWE. Um, they said twilight years. Yeah. So he's done deal, as they say in AEW and the same verbiage. But I kind of don't believe it until I see it uh, has been said about CM Punk. Um, Especially him. Yes, they they used a verbiage, and this is coming from high uh, big sources, uh, like big wrestling websites, like all of them. They're using the same verbiage saying, done deal with AEW. Um, And there's been, like, talks in the past where CM Punk wanted to do a story with uh, Daniel Bryan. Maybe we get that. I don't know, but I don't believe it until I see it. I don't believe it. Uh, because every time we hear about CM Punk coming to wrestling, he kind of just goes, <laughs> fuck you, and then never shows up. <laughs> so that's my news on that. But uh, I think I think we'll end it here unless you guys want to bring anything else up. Nope. All right. So if you want to catch more Big Trouble, uh, Big Trouble podcast, make sure you go all of the podcast areas like Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you search us on YouTube with Big Trouble with Podcast, you can see our pretty faces. And um, yeah, yeah. On that note, everybody, good night. Thanks for listening. Bye.